from a really operational perspective, right? What does culture do for us? It gives us this sort of predefined way of working, right? It's almost an agreement of how we want to engage. How does it help us in this phase of growth and bringing in new people, right? It allows new joiners to jump in and work alongside people who've been here for 10 years. Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Modern Business Operations. My name is Sagi. I'm the CEO and founder of Tonkin. And today I have Jacqueline with me, VP Operation of Adyen. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thanks, Sagi. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you on board. I know you guys are growing like crazy, but before we get to the nitty gritty, maybe tell us about how you got to operations, a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. So I've been with Adyen for the past six years. I currently am leading our operations team globally, our support team specifically. And I've had a wild ride at Adyen. I started in sort of a project management capacity and grew out a team and started leading our operations teams in North America. And in this phase of growth we're in, has grown to quite a large team. And just in the last few weeks, have taken on this new challenge of leading our support teams. Prior to joining Adyen, I worked in retail technology. And that's actually where I came into contact with Adyen. I implemented it in my prior company and saw something really, really special about the product, the way the team worked and the people, the people that sort of just kept showing up. And someone asked me if I was a lifer in the retail industry. And I said, probably not. And they said, hey, why don't you come work with us? And that's been the last six years of history right there. That's awesome. How did you come to operations? Did you do operations on the previous company too? Yeah, I honestly think I've been doing operations since I started walking. Organization, <laughs> process, efficiency are all things that come sort of second nature to me in my personal life. And it made a lot of sense to find that in my professional life. From my first job onward, started in warehousing logistics in retail and that built out into direct-to-consumer business operations and payments became part of my world. And it's really just been a place that I've seen a tremendous amount of impact both on how do you bring technology into to operations and how do you bring people and process into operations? And that, that's really my sweet spot. Nice. Well, it's funny that in this podcast, people get to it from all different ways. But I think what's always shared is that sort of like how you describe it is it's just like a second nature point of view in life. So I appreciate that. Let's talk more about more of a recent history. Another topic of modern time is the last few years, obviously crazy pandemic situation and then crazy explosion of capital, especially in the tech industry. And then recently, we're now recording this at the beginning of 23, like very sort of like opposite trend. How did you guys experience that or going through it? And in generally moving from regional to global operations? Yeah. Great question, right? And sort of the macro economy and where things are certainly have made this sort of a interesting time to be in tech. And I think at Adyen, we said we build for the long term, right? And I think that's meant potentially that we've grown slower at times than other companies have and has put us in a spot right now where we are really focused on growth. And it's a wonderful place to be in right now, but we're in this period of hyper growth and our focus remains just how do we continue to build for the long term? How do we 
continue to show up for our customers and stay focused on product and the people that are making that happen for Adyen. What do you think is the biggest challenges and at the same time, what are the things that work well for you guys as you went into that phase and as you're going through it? What's worked well for us? Probably a really core piece of Adyen, right? So maybe I can start by explaining a little bit about Adyen's culture. We were a company founded on strong company culture. And that means something to everyone, every founder, right? You're a founder, you have that sort of vision for your own company, I'm sure. But to Adyen, founders created what they, we now call the Adyen formula, right? It's this sort of set of principles that describes how we want to operate as a company. And I remember the first time I sort of heard about the Adyen formula and you know, kind of set up. That's nice. Every company has a poster they put somewhere that people can look at, right? And what I have learned these in a relatively short time, but very much a hold on to these years later, right, is that the Adian formula is what has allowed us to get to this point. Growing in a really challenging economy, growing in a challenging political and economic times. But we have this formula and it's a super practical set of ideas about how we work as a company. And to give you a sense of what that's like, right, it's things like we, we talk straight without being rude. We include others to sharpen ideas. We launch fast and we iterate, right? So you're asking about, you know, our challenges and how we've worked through them. And I would definitely point to our culture as a key piece of not just contributing to our success, but it's really how we continue to be successful, right? We use our culture to scale right now. And it's a really unique way of working. I find it actually very interesting for two reasons. One, on a personal front, as you mentioned, you know, I went through a similar thing where as a founder, I came to it at the beginning. I was like, what is this company value stuff like that people, it yeah. sounds so fluff. And sometimes it is a little bit fluff and corny because you kind of think about it from the Hollywood version of it, of the yeah. very, very big corporate where sometime they might have genuine company values. And now it's more of like whatever check the most politically correct boxes and people not necessarily relate to them. Managers are not related to them. And I think this is what I found interesting about you bringing this up operationally might not even include those as part of their way they operate. And I think when I sat down with my co-founder and the early team to kind of carve our company values, we're using them all the time as well. And that was like seven years ago. And there are states trying to in a corner piece of how we run. So first of all, on a personal level, I, I relate. The other part, which I really like about it is that operational aspect of it, because I always believe that the true approach to operations or to process, or even stuff like how you design a process or how do you build a plan, it needs to be centered around the people. Because at the end of the day, they're the factors that makes or break what we do, because it's a world of humans, you know, we all kind of live in our made up world that we live in between ourselves. So it's really all comes down to that. And I think you choosing culture, which is by definition, how people operate as the key factor to your growth, I think is fascinating. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, it resonates entirely, right? The people and from a really operational perspective, right? What does culture do for us? It gives us this sort of predefined way of working, right? It's almost an agreement of how we want to engage. How does it help us in this phase of growth and bringing in new people, right? It allows 
new joiners to jump in and work alongside people who've been here for 10 years, right? Because we have sort of committed to working in the same way. And it allows us to know that we all, and when we're in a room in a meeting, we want to come out of that meeting with a decision, right? We want to move quickly. We want to remain customer focused, right? And I think it's sort of this contract, if you will, right, of how to engage. And that's really a recipe for success for us. You know, this is a great topic to double cling into because I think not many people might realize that the culture definition or the culture in general is something you can define yeah. and actually drive. So like when you think about culture in the sense of personal life, you can be like, oh, American culture versus like European culture versus like Asian culture. When you think about those cultures, the immediate sort of like reaction is, oh, that's like generations of social contracts that are we're kind of born into and it's so hard to change that culture and so i think sometimes at least from my experience their immediate reaction is to look at you know company culture or team cultures and that same view of like eh, i don't know if we can actually control it as much it's not like what we're born into in a way and it's just completely false your ability to actually define codify culture is not different than a policy on a process yeah Totally agree, right? And I think a way it really shows, right, for us at least, that we're making this decision to sort of opt in and build this culture as opposed to just sit back and expect the culture to exist, right? Is I think in our hiring process, right? We distinctly are looking for people who not just want to join the company and contribute to our operational excellence and our product and our customer teams. We want people who also want to sort of advance that culture, right? And that's been so important to Adian throughout the sort of life of the company that to this day, I think a majority, I think it would be risky to say every single employee, but a great majority of employees that work at Adian interviewed with a board member, right? That's how committed the leadership team is to ensuring that we have people committed to advancing our culture and really opting into the Adian formula. Nice. This episode is brought to you by Tonkin. Tonkin is the operating system for business operations, providing businesses with the building blocks to orchestrate any process with no code or change management required. Contact us at Tonkin.com to learn how you can build complex processes fast. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Adaptive Ops community at operations.community. You know, we talked about where culture is a great tool. What do you think when you guys look ahead, where do you foresee the next big challenges are? How do you guys plan for it? Because I think there's a lot of steps into growth. First of all, it needs to happen. You know, there's a lot of time where it's like, it's almost happening. It's almost happening. And then it's just like start happening. And then, you know, you kind of get into the mix of it. At one point, you need to start planning. You need to start change your entire operation model into we need to now operate, you know, I don't know what your numbers are, but like, few dozens of people joining every month or every week or every whatever. And then like being able to plan and understand the some of the stuff we had before are just not going to scale and yeah. we kind of need to rethink them. What are some examples or things you kind of wish you knew earlier? Yeah, I think really timely. I would say we're probably in that phase right now of understanding what we need to do to continue to operate to a high degree. And it's an exciting time, tons of growth, new team members. We are really building for this next phase of Adian. And 
continue to be focused on the opportunities ahead. And I think the key word for me there is focus. That is ultimately what's going to allow us to balance growth and our ambitions. And we're focused on investing in and in growing our team globally. We are building those trusted relationships with our customers and providing the best possible service we can. But focus is really what's going to allow us to do that, right? So that's where we're making decisions to look at functions globally, right? We have from company-wide perspective, put commercial pillars in place that will really set the strategy for the company, right? And from an ops perspective, we are absorbing that same way of working in order to best work together internally and serve the same customers, right? So it's really creating the focus from a organizational structure, ways of working. And of course, the company culture sort of encourages that focus as well. The advice I'd give is during the sort of unbridled growth phase, I think you become a generalist. You wear a lot of hats. You take on a lot of different projects and initiatives that are important to the success of different areas of your team. And in order to continue having high impact and positive customer and employee experience, right? I think that focus becomes really important so that people understand what they need to be working on, understand what success looks like for them, what our customers can expect from us. And I think my advice would be focus. That makes sense. Do you think the place where people lose focus the most is kind of attaching to the, you need to wear a lot of hats? Well, I'm sure the answer is yes for all, but like, where do you think it's most prevalent? Is it in the things we invest in versus not investing? in the things that how you communicate the expectations you mentioned about you know the customers experience and the employee experience what did you see the first place where focus be start a break that maybe you know like pay attention back like, well if that happens immediately sort of like jump and like okay we need to kind of organize it some like early indicators what's coming to mind for me is probably a couple of years ago but when you just can't run off of gut anymore, right? Like I think when we're working, and this obviously predates the pandemic, but when you're working in an office and have so many points of anecdotal input and it can really feel like you have a pulse on what's going well, what's not. And I think there comes a time where you just know you're not getting every possible input and you need to really rely on the metrics and not the stories. And I think what I have certainly learned is that those two things together give you the whole picture, right? And one is not sufficient. So I think that feeling of the input from just other people is not giving me my full picture. That's really sort of the fraying of, hey, this is time to mature into a data-driven approach and put people together with the data to get the full picture. Brilliant. What is the advice you got maybe early in your career or life that you're carrying with you that is like, your motto or like something you would pass along? A mentor of mine who was my manager for many years told me at one point in my career that now I had to get people to move with me. And he told me that will be hard for you as someone who's been focused on a, being sort of a very high performing individual contributor. You are in control of your own destiny there, right? When you move into management, all of a sudden you need to get people to move in the same direction with you, right? And get people on board with a vision and an execution strategy and I think that's really stayed with me and is certainly one of the things that I love about being a leader at Adyen and having the formula to rely on, right? It's again, that opt-in to how we all want to work together and move together and ultimately win as a team. I love it. That was a great conversation. I love the focus on the culture aspect. I think we have, I think thinking about it in a very practical manner, not only like 
good feel, which is important. We all want to have good time. We spend so much hours at work, so we have to good time. But sometimes only painting it with that brush, taking away your ability to think about it from a practical aspect. And I thank you for bringing this on because I think this is a great actually point of learning for everyone. If people want to geek out and talk to you about this stuff or other things, where they can find you? Is that Twitter? Is that LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed chatting and look forward to chatting with others. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was great. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at tonkin.com slash mbopod. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. 